Good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I have an amazing guest today. You definitely want to get this out to your friends, family, uh, co-workers, because everyone needs to know how to be a great parent. Welcome, Celia. I am so grateful to have you on the show today. How are Thanks, you? Maggie. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Super grateful well, for that, too. Oh my goodness. I'm this lady. Okay. Her and I have known each other for quite a while and she is uh, an expert in the field of parenting. And I, so many times I tell her, I wish I had you raising my boys, but I definitely pick up great tips for my grandkids because listen, whether you're a parent uh, or whether you're a grandparent or whether you're an aunt and uncle, whatever, you need to know how to communicate effectively with the little ones to empower them. And that's what she is. She is a, an em family empowerment coach. And I don't know about y'all, but families don't come with instructions. We have some scriptures that give us a baseline, but we really need some coaching in that area. So she is a pioneer also in children's fitness and programming, a child behavior expert. And uh, she has been working in this industry since, industry since 1980 and personally with her family since 1982. So not only does she have the head knowledge, she's got the years of experiential knowledge to share. She is the mom of five children. She gave birth to three and she gained two through marriage. She's a GMA to eight and soon to be nine. And she's had 37 years of real life experiences in all aspects of parenting through separation and divorce, step parenting, drug and alcohol abuse, jail, uh, empty nesting, parenting. And listen, she's, she's, there's nothing that is a shock to Celia. So she is an amazing author. She has a great book that we're going to talk a little bit about in a little while called Taming the Toddler. Now, how many of y'all know some people that have some toddlers that need to be tamed? I'm just saying. There it is. Look, she's holding it up for you. It's humongous. Look at that. <laughs> it is it is basically the ultimate parenting manual. Now, I think that everyone should get one of these. I mean, I know years ago there was the baby book that a lot of people gave out. This is a book that every parent needs to have. In addition to that, she is also the host of Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. You may have seen me share it. If you have not, you need to go like, love, comment on all of her broadcasts. Make it part of your uh, personal development as a parent, as an individual, a human being. Also, she is a um, musical artist with giggles and Jiggles and Giggles by FunFit. Uh, I didn't even know about that until recently. I think that is so incredibly cool. But she has passion uh, for family. Um, she's internationally recognized as an expert in parenting and childhood obesity, which is a huge problem here in the U.S. She's been featured on it's been or she's been featured on Fox News uh, in D.C. CBS affiliate WUSA D.C. and published in articles of the Associated Press with the Washington Post, the Baltimore Sun, and more. Uh, her social media outlet, she's on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. You can find her everywhere. Uh, her degree is in human ecology. She's got a BS, also certified nutrition, sleep and brain coach, personal training kids, weight loss management, child yoga, and laughter yoga. Whoa! Somebody say, whoa, I should have added on time for the broadcast just to come. And this is just some of it. OK, just some of it. So I am going to list her websites uh, in the comments in a little while after the broadcast. We will answer all questions after the broadcast. And I want you to share this because so many people need these tips. So Celia, that's a pretty impressive bio. <laughs> Thank you, Maggie. Yeah, it, it shows how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are young. 
years to grow that to get certified and all my you know schooling and online courses and things so you know with age comes wisdom right that's right that's exactly right so when did you first feel the call to do what you're doing now so I will say from early on when I was little, I always wanted to be a teacher. I remember when my little brother was young, he was two, I was eight. I used to teach him math. Now my little brother is a genius and I am still not so great at math, but he got it at two years old. And in second grade, I remember teaching kids um, how to draw because I love art. And um, so I've always wanted to be a teacher, always. That has always been my desire. And kids have always been my world. I just love kids. I feel like, you know, I am like an old five-year-old. I, I don't think whatever gene it is that you get that makes you grow up, I, I didn't get that gene. So, you know, it's like I have a kids fitness company that I've had for 33 years fun fit and people have always asked me over the years what why how do you know what kids love and i'm always like well if i love it i'm pretty sure a kid's gonna love it you know so i i just have this innate um ability to know children know what they love and i just have a a strong strong passion and desire to help kids live their best life um, and I tell people, I said, the reason you want to be an intentional parent is because you're raising adults, not right. children. People always say we're raising children. Well, they're already children. Your job as a parent is to raise a confident, self-efficient, you know, contributing, happy, fun adult. That is your job, you know, and what you do in especially the first five formative years when they're toddlers is the seeds that you will be nurturing all the way and that they will have in their head. So what you say, what you do is what becomes the voices in their head. And as we all know, who are dealing with voices in our head for all the years of our life, those voices are not always good. Right. So you want to be intentional about making it good and going through FunFit and the decades of teaching, I really noticed parenting trends changing. Like I can tell you the parents of 30 years ago to the parents of 10 years ago, night and day. And I always got asked for advice because, of course, if you teach a class uh, with parents and children, like I've been doing for so long and I'm a parent myself, people ask you advice. And I decided, I guess it was about five years ago, I need to do this you know, professionally and focus on this to help children and to help. The only way to help children is help their parents. So I created Pumped Up Parenting and the rest, as they say, is history. I love it. I absolutely love it. And Pumped Up uh, Parenting is, listen, she she said it right there is so important that we understand we have a limited amount of time with with the kids we do and we can either pour into them positive or we can pour into them negative i would like to say in my early years whenever i had children that those formative years were more of a positive experience but i was a broken woman so it was you know really challenging to try to rework back and trying to overcome those obstacles however 
I didn't have the resources. You all are getting the resources today because we're going to talk about something super important. We're going to talk about the five C's of parenting, right? Is that right, Celia? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So listen, y'all grab a notebook, grab, um, you know, pull up your phone, pull up your notes on your iPhone or wherever it is you keep that your important data, because this is something you really want to consider. You know, God gives us our kids to nurture them and prepare them to become future adults, like she said, and to impact the world around us. And so every opportunity is a teaching opportunity. You know, we just took our granddaughter, uh, one of our middle, well, second, yeah, pretty much youngest granddaughter with us on a plane. And the entire time I was educating her, you know, I was tell, explaining the format uh, or, uh, you know, of how an airport is laid out, the differences between terminals, what gates are, why they're important, how you've got to navigate, all about security, all about being aware. You know, we had her, you know, people in, you know, me and then people and her to protect her. And then how when she became an adult, how she was going to be responsible for experiencing what is going on around her and being aware. We took every minute of that trip to pour into her and be intentional to utilize that experience to be a positive one, but also so she'll have memories years to come when she's an adult. And that's what happens when the simplest things to taking your kids to T-ball practice, to getting them to eat their vegetables. So Celia, I would like for you to take some time this morning and talk to them about these five C's of parenting. Okay. And let me just say, Maggie, uh, that is a wonderful story because parents need to realize that every moment in a child's life is a teaching moment. These yes. children, you know, let me tell you this initial point of information that all parents need to remember is that the human brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old. Yes. So you're a parent and you're not 25, you don't have a fully developed brain. So right. imagine what your kids' brains are at three, at 13, at 16. Yes. They're not developed. Your job is to develop them. They're full of emotion, as we know, but they have <laughs> no understanding of how to control that emotion. And they learn from you. And they're curious about everything. And yes. if you don't take the opportunity to teach them all that there is that they're experiencing, you're missing the point. You right. are the teacher. You are the coach. You are the mentor. You don't want to do for them. They have to learn. They have to become independent. They have to sell, be self-sufficient. But every moment, wherever you go, is a teaching moment. And I just love that you did all of that explanation about what's in an airport and how to air, how airports operate. That's, you know, other than the joy of, yay, I get to fly on an airplane. Right. It really went deeper. And I love that. I love you. I love that. So <laughs> the five C's of parenting in my eyes are the five key keys. Let's say keys. Yes. Podcast, the five keys that you need to include in your life in order to become an intentional, proactive parent. Because we don't want to parent reactively. Right. We want to just go by the seat of our pants and scream at our kids all the time. And, you know, just like be one big emotion like your children are. They're that way because they're wired that way. We are not <laughs> wired that way anymore. 
So you want to really take these keys to heart so that you're a proactive parent. You think before you react and you eventually teach your kids to think before they react. That's good. I'll list the five keys real quick and then we'll, you know, we can dive into one briefly. You know, we're not here all day, obviously. Um, So we have calm. We have consistency. We have consequence communication, and culture. So those are the five C's that form a well-rounded family. These five things need to be a part of your family. So calm, I am like the messenger of calm. That's like (laughs) my job is to bring calm to the world. If you're calm, you teach your kids to be calm. Calm breeds calm. Chaos breeds chaos. Right. No, in this time of, you know, that we're living in, there's a lot of chaos going on. And if we don't learn how to calm it down in our own families, in our own household, the kids will feel three times the chaos you're feeling. Yes. So calm is important. You need to give yourself a break. If you feel like you're going to react to something, go take a break. Give yourself a timeout. Think about it. You know, three minutes. How am I going to react to this? Am I just going to go in there, blow up and cause more chaos? Or am I going to think about what's going on? And maybe I don't have to interfere at all. Maybe by that time, your children will have solved it themselves. Yay to learning how to resolve their own conflicts. So calm is so important. That's why I name it number one, because you as a parent need to be calm. Wow. That's so good. You know, it is important because, you know, we have got to get to the point where we understand, you know, we've had years to to gather, you know, inner healing and coping mechanisms and things to handle life. And so when we react instead of responding, we are teaching them how to handle crisis. So that's so good. So good, Celia. Didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to add a little feedback. Love that. Love that. Exactly. Everything Every way you respond teaches them how to respond to the situation. Remember, you are their strongest role model. And you could talk till you're blue in the face, but depending on what you do, the actions you actually are doing in front of them or even in listening distance, that's what they're doing. They are doing what you do, not necessarily what you say. Yes. And if they're not in that setting of uh, experiencing calm or experiencing relaxed, it's going to affect not only their emotional health, but their physical health because their body is going to respond and it puts it under more trauma. And then we wonder why we're at the pediatricians all the time when the kid is stressed out because they're living in a world of chaos. So that's so good. So good. I love that. So y'all got that one. It's been been proven. Stress makes you sick. So. Everybody needs to like lower that stress level. We got enough of it going on right now. We really need to take control. Yes. So this second key, the second C, should be in all of your parenting. You want results. You need to be consistent. Consistency in everything. You want to break a habit. You need to be consistent. You want your kids to go sleep in their own bed. You need to be consistent. You want um, to teach your child to get potty trained. 
you need to be consistent. You want your child to complete their homework and their, you know, their school assignments. You need to be consistent. Consistency is key in everything you do as a parent. And it won't, things will not work. Consequences will not work if you are not consistent. You know, Celia, that's a very important point. I see this all the time. People are saying, I'm like, you know, you got to let your yes be yes and your no be no because you are sending the wrong signals and kids are smart. They're like puppy dogs, you know, I mean, in a sense, I mean, not to minimize your kids. I'm not saying your kids are dogs. Okay. No, if I get offended, don't send me an email, but I'm just saying the reality is, is for all of us, if we are not consistent, you know, if you're not consistent going to your job on time, you're going to get fired, you know, uh, but if the boss tells you, hey, if you do that again, you're going to get fired and then you don't get fired. It's a lot easier for your flesh to say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm running a few minutes late. So it's the same way with children. They are going to take cues from you. So that's so good. I love that. Love DCs. Y'all got that too? Consistency. One yeah. time, two, consistency. Wow. Exactly. This is good. Now and let's move on to number three. Yes. Consequence. Guys, you can't possibly expect to make your children happy 100% of the time because you know what? Welcome to life when things don't always go your way, do they? <laughs> so if you are actually setting your child up to believe that everything will go their way, you are setting them up for disaster. Yes. Why do people use alcohol? Why do they use drugs? Because they can't deal with disappointment. Yes. They can't deal with things not going their way, basically. So let's start exercising that disappointment muscle, exercising that waiting muscle. These are things that will create the adult that you hope your child to be. So consequence, let's have just three important things. Consequences need to be relatable. Okay, so basically, the punishment needs to fit the crime. So you're not going to, okay, so if your kid's not getting off their tablet, grounding them for a week has nothing to do with the tablet. What is that? What does it even do? What it's, it's <laughs> People do it all the time. It's not realistic. I had a parent take the tablet and throw it in the garbage. Okay, well, that's a great idea because you just spend however many hundreds of dollars on that tablet and now you throw it in the garbage. Not does not make sense, does not relate to the crime. Reasonable. There again, child doesn't get off the tablet, you ground them for a week. A little unreasonable, don't you think? So they should be reasonable. And the big one, it's there to reform. It's there to teach. A consequence is meant to teach. Let's go back to the tablet example. Your child takes doesn't get off their tablet. You're like, okay, honey, Time to go to, time to have dinner, got five minutes, and then you need to put the tablet down. They don't put the tablet down. What is your response? You don't ask them 25 times and then start yelling. You walk over and say, okay, honey, well, you didn't put the tablet down. I'm taking the tablet for 24 hours. You'll get it back tomorrow. Exactly. And if you're consistent with that and do that two or three times in a row, you best believe your child's going to learn if they don't put the tablet down, they're losing that tablet. Right. That is the purpose of a consequence. It should relate to what's happening. It should not be unreasonable and outrageous. And it should be something to teach your child 
to make better choices. I love back, it. Back to think before we react. Same for your children. You want to teach your children to think before they react. So, so good. keep that in mind. Kids need boundaries and limits. Guys, boundaries and limits show love. Yes. You ever talk to a child that doesn't have limits and they're out yes. playing till 10 at night and they're eight years old and their friends are like, how come you can stay out till 10 at night? And their reply is majority of the time because nobody cares. And they may be saying that and you think, oh, well, they're just saying that. No, they believe nobody cares because right. nobody does. When yeah. you set boundary and limits for your child, you show them love and you show them that you care about what's going on with them. So good. You know, these steps of these C's can apply even to marriages. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, this is so good. Every They need to review these when they're going into each landmark, like from elementary school to junior high, high school, college, and adulthood. All of us need these great tips. These are so good, Celia. So we've got calm, right? Everybody, stay calm, right? Then we've, then we've got... Uh, um, What's two? Consistency is three, right? No, consistency is two. Consequences. Oh, okay. two. That's right. Super <laughs> important, y'all. And then consequences. Listen, y'all know there are consequences in life. And if you don't learn them as a child, you won't be able to cope as an adult. So that's so exactly. good. So what do we exactly. got for four? So number four is communication. And they're again related to relationship. Because remember, the relationship you're having with your partner your spouse, your significant other, whatever they call that nowadays, that communication is what your children are learning when yes. they get old enough to have a relationship. So if you're cussing at your, your special someone, you're calling them names, you're using, you know, destructive behavior, you're teaching that child that that's what a relationship is. They're going to get into a relationship and assume that's how you treat somebody. When right. I try, you know, I do a challenge on Facebook to stop people from yelling. And when I talk to these parents about why they yell, so many of them say, I don't know any other way to parent. So what you are doing as a parent is directly teaching your kids. Yes. So think about that. Look in the mirror. What do you need to change? Because this is a time to change it. Ooh, okay, so let's talk about communication. As you can see from Maggie and I, we smile when we talk. You can always hear a smile. Smiling when you talk is one of the best gifts you can give to your kids because yes. it will take them through life. If you have somebody applying for a job, wouldn't you like to have someone who comes in, they're confident, they're smiling, they're speaking respectfully? Would you want that person or the person that's like, okay, well, you know, whatever, you know, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no, nobody wants to be around grumpy puss. Right. So smile when you talk and you will indirectly teach your children to smile. Yes. Use your manners. People always go, how do I get my children to be well-mannered? And my first question is, do you use your manners? I have clients, I asked them when we started working together, I asked them because that was one of their concerns. And they said to me, well, we don't really use our manners because we've been married so long. Let me tell you, I was married to my first husband for 16 years. I'm married to my second husband, I'm pointing because he's out there, for 24 years. I always use my manners. And if I say something to him and I forget to say please, I add please. 
Yes. You don't outgrow using your manners. And so if good. you don't use your manners, how can you possibly expect your children to be well-mannered? It's not going to happen. Well-mannered children come from well-mannered adults. That's right. So use your manners. And make sure that when you're talking to your child, you simplify things. You don't just talk in general. You know, you, you, you use simple directions. You don't just walk in and say, oh, how was school? Because you know what you get? Fine. Be right. specific. Who did you eat lunch with? What did you do in science? Did you What did you draw with in art? Were you painting? Were you Be specific. Specific questions get specific answers. Yes. It will help you really draw out conversation with your kids. And I don't care how old they are, you know, and speak positive. Speak, you know, my daughter was in 10th grade, Maggie. She had an English teacher and she came home and she said, you know what my Mrs. Whoever was said to me today? And I'm like, what? She goes, she said that with all the beautiful words in the English language, why must we use the ugly ones? Because someone had said something. And I have never forgotten that. So honestly, guys, no matter what language you speak, there are many more beautiful words than there are ugly words. So with all the beautiful words in your language, please try not to use the ugly ones. Ugly words crush kids' spirits. Don't yes. label them. Don't label them. That could be a whole podcast. Don't label them. Right. Because they're going to live up to your expectations. And if your expectations is they're a liar, they're lazy, expect them to live up to that. That's right. Power of life and death is in the tongue. When you speak that over your child, you're, self -proph you're prophesying over their life, really. You absolutely are. And it's been proven, guys. There has been brain science to prove that yeah. what you speak into life becomes life. Yes. It's not like, you, you know, just, you know, people who are, you know, trying to empower other people. There's not just things they say. This is fact and proven. Absolutely. Yes. That is a whole topic in itself. All Each and every one of these really are. Yeah. And that's, what's, that's why it's so important, y'all, that you share this with your friends, because these are valuable tools. And if you practice these, you're going to see a difference. You're going to see a change. Yeah. You know, so it's awesome. That's awesome. So communication was four. Right. So we got calm, consistency, consequence, communication. And five is the culture of your home. Mm. So are you spiritual? Are you fun? Are you having fun? Have fun. You know what? The biggest education for a child is play. Play yes. more. Don't just think it has to be all this structured behavior and everything has to be about learning you know, educationally learn it. And that doesn't make sense. Learning like through books and assignments and things like that. Play is the number one way for a toddler to learn. Yes. And what kid as they get older doesn't want to play. Absolutely. My grandkids were here for two weeks. I was telling you, Maggie, and we played game. I mean, there's only so much we could do because Corona land has right. the world down, but you know, we would play games. I love playing games. And I, I didn't just say, oh, you guys go play. I sat on the floor with them yeah. and played. I just did a post about this today. Get on the floor and play with your children. Yes. Don't just watch. Don't be a bystander.
be with them and put this down. Yes. And amen. Back to communication. <laughs> Do not be talking to your child while scrolling and looking at your phone and your child's over here talking right. and you're looking at because you know what you're telling your kids? This, this is more important than you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So culture, the culture of your home is, is kindness part of your culture? Is responsibility part right. of your culture? Culture, a culture is just not like people talk about cultures of society and groups of people. Culture is created by a group of people and culture can be changed by a group of people. It goes directly to the element that is in your home. Do you have a culture of chaos and yelling and screaming and abuse? Or do you have a culture of calm, cooperation, listening, happiness, fun, spirituality? Create the culture you want. And the environment in your house is going to be lots different. And family harmony will replace all the chaos. Wow. Those are your five, uh, five C's. Now, listen, y'all, I, I, I want you to go back and rewatch this broadcast. I, I really do, because those right there are game changers. And each and every one of those, we could do an entire podcast on. And Celia's full of wealth of knowledge on this stuff. And that's why I love getting with her. The iron sharpens iron. The Gmail, we're grandmas, okay? So when you're a grandma, you got knowledge you didn't have when you were raising your kid. And when you've spent as many years studying a specific topic like she has, I mean, she's a wealth of information. She is available for private coaching. She has resources available for you. At minimum, if you are looking for a great book, whenever someone is, you know, having a baby, even, you know, get this book in your hand. She's going to hold it up again. Taming the toddler. What's the sub? The ultimate parenting manual. The ultimate parenting manual. Okay. Because listen, it's not like a manual. You can it is, search look how big that is. That thing no, is cool. I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it is amazing. There are so many resources available for you. So I want you to visit her uh, Facebook page and I want you to follow her. It's Pumped Up Parenting, right? Is that right? Pumped Up Parenting. Okay. And group, I want to make, go to make the group. The, you know, there is a business page, but the group is where the action happens. Yeah, is the group, is that a free group? Yes. Okay, y'all. Did you hear the I word there? Free group? for very intentional parents, but the Pumped Up Parenting Group is a free group. Excellent. That's where you can get started and you get a firsthand view of what all she is doing with people. How it is changing the structure of family systems? Because listen, you know, when we think about big corporations and successful corporations, they don't happen without being intentional. And I am all about families having mission and vision and passion and pouring that into their children because that's how you get responsible, productive adults. And so she has got, you can find her on, uh, her book can be purchased. Is it on Amazon? Amazon. It's on yep. Amazon. You can and go also to the pumpedupparenting.com website and okay. click on book. Okay. <laughs> so one of the resources is uh, www.tamingthetoddler.com. Now, if that doesn't make you want to stop anybody that's got any kids, I'm just saying that's so important. I, I could, I wish I, you know what? I think that 
I really need to carry some of these books so that when I'm in public places and I see out of control kids, I can walk up to them and say, God bless you. Because, you know, I used to do that with uh, The Bait of Satan, a book on offense. You know, people, they would come to the Lord and I'm like, here's your Bible and here's your book on offense because it's going to happen really quick. So I think I need to add the pumped up parenting, you know, taming your toddler. So uh, and there could have been some on that airplane that could have benefited from this. I told my granddaughter, I said, this is why we should have flown in to Tampa instead of Orlando. Yeah. Because you got Mickey's crew and there's a lot of children that go there. So, you know, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that in an assaulting way. We've all had children. They've all act out in different places in different times. But if you want to be intentional, like she said, if you want to be involved, if you want to cultivate in your child a successful future, you've got to give them those five C's and more. And what's super exciting is, is that Celia's going to come back in September. And she's going to share with us about how to get get yourself from yelling at your children. Is that right? Correct. Talk that about what you how to stop yelling at your kids because I'm on a mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. That's awesome. I, I want to teach all you guys because you know what? You can do it. Yes. You have the ability to stop yelling at your kids. Oh. And it can be done easily. But you have to put in those five C's. You have to stay consistent. You know, you've got to be consistent with what I'm teaching you and intentional because that's the only way it's going to work. And if you're challenged, guys, remember, it is actually no shame to reach out for help. Yes. For personal development, to reach to Maggie, to reach for me. If you are parenting and you really are at a stopping point where you're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Admit that because these are the most valuable resources we have, our children. Yes. You now, God gave us kids to keep the earth going, to keep our planet, you know, pro pro procreating. Is that correct? Yes. And, you know, to keep moving forward and get better and better. But if we're not intentional with the way we parent our kids and we don't get the help we need, you're doing your children a disservice and they're going to grow up struggling and not knowing how to, you know, be a contributing adult for society. And so that's going to affect generations to come because every generation learns from the last. That's so true. Celia, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here today. I'm so pumped up. No pun intended, pumped up about the parenting that I can't wait for our broadcast in September. It has been a joy. And I want to thank you uh, for being here today. And I know that those of you watching this, you'll want to get this out to your friends, families, coworkers, anyone who wants to hear about how to be intentional with your child. Reach out to Celia. She's got a great website, great resources. We'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for being on the broadcast.